I'm Cape. And I'm Drew. We're just two former student athletes who understand the game. Not just on the court. But in life. At the end of the day, we just want to help. Today's athletes and former just trying to find their way. It's bigger than sports. This, this is, is the Cape and Drew Podcast. Podcast the, the Real, real TikTok. TikTok. I'm Drew. Uh, welcome back, man. Today we got a special guest, man. I've known this dude for a minute. Um, just want to introduce him real quick. <laughs> From the Ohio State University, we got women's basketball assistant coach, Mr. Simon Harris, man. What's going on, man? How you doing today? Nothing much, man. Just trying to stay warm up here is what I'm trying to do. Yo, so I, I, I had doing to, well. Doing well. I had to do some research. I was trying to think of like when the when did I first meet you? And it was probably like around ninth or tenth grade with AAU, right? We started. You play with Red Storm. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I absolutely. tell this all the time, right? So I read up a little bit. I didn't know you played with Cap of Magic for a little bit too. Yeah, national championship, man. So, so, <laughs> yeah. so, hey, so Cape, I always used to tell Cape about this when I got to VCU. But check this out. So we know uh-huh. Cape from Raleigh how real PJ was, how real CP3 was. But yo, oh, how yeah. real? was Rayshon Terry. Rayshon was <laughs> unbelievable. Like, if you talk about a cat that can score the ball on all three levels at any time, young, like when we were young, <laughs> he, was, he was the first cat, like, you officially like, this cat's going to be a billionaire. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, was he was a dog. Look, so I saw you ball. play with like, Yo, he played with Kevin Maddox. So I, I knew that you knew them. I was like, yo. Man, I used to see oh, Ray yeah. doing that press. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, just handle it. Six, seven, just out here. It was crazy. And our start of backcourt was him and Chris. Like when I yeah. when I moved to North Carolina, I lived with Chris because my dad recruited them, and their family was very nice when I figured out going down there. And I'm walking in the gym. I don't know nobody but Chris. And Rayshon's out here just doing Rayshon on the first practice. I was like, who is who is this? <laughs> who is this guy? And the nicest cat in the world too. That's 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 crazy. Or the backcourt, they they play on the same AAU team. Oh yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. That was my introduction to North Carolina basketball, man. Like I moved down here from Pennsylvania, trying to get my recruiting up, right? And I ended up walking in our first practice. I'm like, what? What is happening? Hey, no. we, got, we got two pros out here. <laughs> Your hands down. I always knew your dad, but I never like knew him. But I just knew who he was. He's still yeah. the scariest dude that you'll see just from oh, across the way in Raleigh. <laughs> it's unbelievable. He's the nicest man in the world too, but he just looks like a goon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, that was just our introduction, man. First, real quick before we move on about Rayshon. Yeah. Rayshon Terry was in what class? Rayshon was oh two. Yeah. Who was at Carolina O two? Who was there in O two? Because here's my point. Rayshon, I remember the hype about Ray. I'm a Tar Heel. I'm a I'm a Carolina. Okay. So I remember the I remember the hype about Rayshon. And so I'm a class. I graduated high school in O one. Okay. So I played against him. I want to say like the Pepsi. You remember the Pepsi Challenge they used to have? Absolutely. And so I remember seeing him, but he was Marcus. You know, 
What's my man, Mike Bell? Those were like the top tier guys. Yeah, you named two Wolfpack boys. <laughs> Yo, so, Sean was 03, right? Sean was 03. Sean was 03? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Young when I saw Ray Sean. He was younger than I was. So he was right. nice, but I, I, I think he wasn't 6'7 in 10th grade, though. I think he might have grew some. So, yeah, he grew late. Like, I was like, okay, he about to go. I'm thinking he's one and done, two, two. But he ended up being a real solid, like, role player. And I think right. he got off, like, his senior year, junior, senior year. I can't remember. Right. I mean, they had, like, it was, like, so Melvin would have been there. Jesse Holly would have been there. Yeah. That would have been Jackie Manuel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why Williams? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. Rashad was there. That was the problem. <laughs> you see, I just clicked. Yeah. Oh, yep. and David Noel. David Noel was there too. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. David Noel was a really underrated Hooper man. Yes, sir. Yeah, he had a great career. Best posters, college posters of all time. I can't remember. Was that Duke? He leaned on somebody. I can't remember. But he got yeah, he, crazy. Bouncy. He was bouncy. He had some bodies now. Yeah. Yeah. We always kind of start like, you know, how are you doing during like, you know, the COVID? But with you, man, we got it. It's a whole different vibe just as far as like, how are you doing with just like the protocols and stuff you got to do just to get your season off? <laughs> like, how is that? Hey, and what and what are some of the protocols? It's it's crazy, man. Like, I'm I'm to I don't even feel my nostrils anymore. It's like <laughs> it's every every day. No, but I mean, I'm very blessed to be able to have that scenario. I think. Uh, we fell under the guys like our administration here was really kind of forward thinking with the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So our protocols, we were following what the Big Ten was doing, but Ohio State kind of had its own thing. And walking into that, I was very happy just because I knew our young ladies would be fine. Um, so we're basically, when I started, it was uh, three days a week mm-hmm. and we were doing the PCR testing. And then we phased into, once we got on the floor every day, we phased into the antigen testing every day. So um, so now it's just like a little mix of that, depending on what you have going on. And then you know how it is with the programs around you, if they have issues or you guys have issues. And But it's been it's been a grind, man. <laughs> grind. Now, how long, this is your first year at Ohio State? Yeah, yeah, I got here in August. Okay, dang. Now this, that's, that's like a, a hell of a introduction <laughs> with everything. <laughs> New gig, like. Like, yeah, welcome up here. Uh, you can't meet nobody, but we're going to touch your brain every day. But it's, it's crazy now. It's crazy. That's all uncomfortable. I, but, I mean, I get tested like every week. I be telling Drew, I just get tested because it's, it's right there. You know, I, yeah. I walk up my office, student help is right there. I just get tested to be sure. Absolutely. I don't have no symptoms or nothing. I'm just like, let me right. make sure. But I can't imagine doing it every day. Every day, man. Every day. It's like a, you start knowing things about all the nurses and they know, you know, your, your cousin's names. It's crazy, man. <laughs> it's crazy. But, I mean, it's it's so efficient. Like, it's amazing how they set it up. Like, they set it up. They structured off of everybody's game times and practice times and, because you know we have one of the biggest athletic departments in the country, so it's really just finding ways to put play, people in different places when they need to be there. And then they kind of, once you're in season, they really take care of you. So it, it's just, I mean, it's a lot of early mornings, but like you said, you're doing the test once a week. Like you're just, you know that when you're coming home, 
you're, you're not bringing anything wild back and you can still be, you know, happy about the fact that you still are safe, you know, keeping everybody in your bubble okay. Peace, man. Um, I was reading, I sent Drew earlier today, the CIAA decided to cancel their season and the tournament. Um, yeah. And to be honest with you, they can't afford the, the stuff that you're talking about, that Ohio right. or other power, power five conferences, they can't, they can't afford some of those mitigation strategies. Definitely, you know I mean? definitely, definitely. It's a, it's a blessing at the same time you thinking like you think about the economical effects it's going to have on a conference no doubt about it no doubt about it okay can you y'all hear me okay it was yeah now I can. it went out and out a little bit okay cool my bad um so when the ncaa tournament got canceled that was essentially the start of your off season and i know you were state uh last year but what have been some of the most difficult things you have had to work through uh, with the pandemic as far as like workouts, uh, recruiting, signing the new players and things like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was one thing, I think, um, if you look at the grand scope of things, there was a few programs that were getting commitments and there was a few that weren't. And I like to say it as to, I think the biggest test it out recruiting-wise with COVID was to see where you really were with your relationships with that following class coming in. Um, we were very fortunate to have three young ladies who were all top 50 at the time. Um, kind of, we were really in a good place with them. And the uncertainty of what was going on, I think you know, we were at a really good spot as to where they understood that's where they wanted to go. And just from the light work of the, you know, the first two years, you guys know how it is, we all got recruited. It's uh, We put in that work early and made sure that relationships were strong enough to be able to survive something like this. Um, obviously, we had no idea where it was going to be. But um, I think that was the biggest pivot that we had to have. It was more so everything went all digital. So you're watching all games all digital. Now you're finding yourself watching basically every contest the kids are playing. Uh, whenever, you know, people send highlight tapes before, you know, you normally give it a look. But now you're really giving it a look, you know, <laughs> what's the footwork like, you know, what hand they're using. And I just think it was really the biggest pivot was just making sure, like we're doing now, the Zoom was all in order. Uh, the FaceTimes were all in order. Your call schedules were all in order because we had no chance and no idea. And we're still in that position as we don't know when these kids are going to be able to step on our campus as to where we had to have those relationships really strong and kind of just, here's what it is. Here's what we have to offer you. You can see what our young ladies do on the floor and get to know us as people more and just kind of having the whole staff kind of dive in. So it's, you know, intimate. So it's like a more like intimate, immediate. Yeah, thing. most definitely, most definitely. Like it really, <clears throat> and for a lot of the people who know the business such as ourselves, like you, you know how in depth you do have to be to build those relationships. And I'm uh, sorry about that. Am I still there? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah you really, you know, how, how in-depth you had to be in those relationships. And you had to take that kind of to the umpteenth. Like, it was like, a, you normally have that base level, of, okay, we're going to get them here in the spring and then, you know, have those conversations face-to-face. -face. But you really had to, you had to bring that A game every night because, I mean, everybody's doing it, first of all. But then there's the, I may not have you in front of me until the following April, you know? And so it was, it was really... And even basketball-wise, like when we were fortunate enough that 
our young ladies, we kind of negotiated with them at NC State that if you made the NCAA tournament, we, you know, the spring you have it off. You kind of earn the spring. Um, so we were very fortunate there, but in talking to a lot of my, you know, colleagues around the country who did a lot of the spring workouts, you even had to find out if you could be in the gym, what times you could be in the gym. You have to navigate their class schedule because we were still, you know, on campus. It's the, you're talking the facilities, administration, your testing, does your testing protocol time set up with when you could be in the gym? Can you have more than four on the floor at one time? Were they in the same apartment last night? Like it was just, it was really crazy. Um, but I, I think that, again, just the biggest thing, and it always is in this profession, is just that recruiting piece, man. It was, you had to find a way, you had to find a way. And we're, we're in it right now. Like we, we were very fortunate. Uh, another top 50 kid signed with us, well committed to us the other day. Um, and it's literally been all digital. Uh, I started that relationship when I took this job in August and it's just been a constant, <laughs> you know, it's just, we're doing this. <laughs> now, you, when you was at NC State your last year, was it last year y'all won the AC championship? Yeah, this past season. Okay, okay. I'm just thinking like, dog, you're coming off a chip, you get yeah. it gets canceled, but then you come to Ohio State, and yeah. then, like, overall, it's, it's so crazy to me because I know you since we were teenagers, and to hear you right. talk, you know, man, you sound like a straight coach. <laughs> 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 like, like to the T, like, you mapping it out. And it's, I mean, that's dope just to see, like, you know, how we grow, grew from being teenagers, right? Yeah, sure. now, but it's just dope to see that. Uh, and so have you noticed, like, when you do get to work with the players and kind of interact with them as far as, like, if they're – how they're dealing with the pandemic as far as like their mental health, frustration, you know, fear or fatigue or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, you do. And I think it's one cool thing. Again, I'll reference us because we went through it and we we're very blessed to do so. You know what that daily grind is when there isn't a pandemic going on. So a lot of it is trying to stay in that same headspace as to you know, you're number one on the roster and you're number, we get 15 scholarships, so you're number 15 on the roster of constantly making sure that all 15 of them are individually okay in the way they need to be okay. And so that, again, with the recruiting piece, it comes to having that relationship. It's, it's really big to be able to have a conversation with somebody and they know they're, you're coming at them for the sole purpose of helping them get through something or be better in a situation or attack something a certain way instead of, oh, hey, how you doing today? Because I feel like I'm calling because I have to call you. You know what I mean? Cause, and we all knew. And we, we had people in, in our circles that you, sometimes you heard from them if they want to come to the game. Like, <laughs> but it is what it is. So it's, it's now, you know, helping these young people get through the course of they went all virtual with academics. And that's a whole other process because a lot of them never had to go through that before. And then the pressure of that. And then also having limited gym time and trying to earn playing time, especially like, you know, the younger kids or the transfers that haven't proven themselves in front of your coaching staff yet. So keeping them in the light of trying to move forward and figuring things out. And then your returners who are, you know, the top dogs who they've won 21 games here last year, they were probably going to be a higher seed in NCAAs that know what it takes to continue to move forward and meshing all of that together. So it's, it's, uh, I think the mental health piece has been really big for us. We were huge on it. Actually, at every place I've been. Um, Dayton, we were really, really big on it. NC State, we were really big on it. And then here, we're, we're really big on it as well. Um, and just constantly making sure that we're helping them navigate through everything and being present, I think, the best way you possibly can. Yo, do you notice anything that 
you may have been went through when you were a player versus like, you know, you see it them going through it too versus like how, okay, the mental health piece is like, it's big now, but it's like, yeah. is it one of those things where it's like, dang, I wish I would have had this kind of when I was playing or is Absolutely. it? Absolutely. That's a fantastic question. Cause it's like, a, you know how it was with us. It's like you, you, everybody has their stuff. You go through your stuff. And then at certain points, you know that you can't, sometimes reach out and say things in a certain way because it'd be looked at as a sign of weakness. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, uh, men don't think that way. Men don't do this, you know? Mm -hmm. And we do. (laughs) (laughs) We do. We're human beings. And so I think I've been kind of uniquely fortunate in that to be able to analyze that. And now it's almost a sign of weakness if you don't utilize those avenues. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, it's a... if. I'm not saying, for lack of a better word, but it's almost, there's so many resources in order to help you succeed mentally, physically, everything, that if you don't use it, it's almost kind of selfish of you. You know, like, you'll never be, and I kind of tell people this in recruiting, you'll you'll never be around a group of people ever again, this many people, whose job it is to make sure you're okay. Hey, I tell that same thing to my students. Like, this is the, this is the last place where people genuinely want to help you. <laughs> they, they care about you. <laughs> they care about you. Because the second that ball stops bouncing, that piece of paper is in your hand. Have fun. Like we said, it's cold outside. It's cold. <laughs> it is chilly. That's a, can y'all still hear me okay? Yeah. Like, okay. So that's a great question, Drew, because me and Drew talk about that all the time. Yeah. Um, because, and that's great with that. That's so dope what you said that if they're not taking advantage of it. And I mean, because I'm sure y'all are educating them all the time about it. If you're feeling this way, you can go over here to, to see that because I know with me and Drew and probably same for you, you thought that all you had was, was your teammates or your coaches. No doubt about it. And half the time, you don't want to talk to your coaches about <laughs> your problems because you feel like they, like you said, they're gonna think you soft, they're gonna think you're a punk, or you. Not about you, it. If you go to your coach back then and say, "Hey, I'm thinking about joining this organization or internships, or I'm yeah. having, I'm probably having problems at home or whatever," they'd be looking at you like, "That ain't my problem, big dog." No question. No question. When you gonna get a workout in? <laughs> it's crazy, man. That's you know how to help you through that? You get some shots up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Take your mind off it. <laughs> you need to go lift or something. You know, <laughs> the body back. No, that's a great point, man. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I mean, maybe, maybe if me or Drew would have got the help we needed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, players. There's this conversation, obviously, and it, and they got to prove that that players, student athletes, are going to get paid for their likeness. Yeah. What's your thoughts about that? I think it's going to impact a lot of things, man. And I, the one thing that I'm, I won't say excited about it, but it's, it's more so I think this will be a great lesson in time management, first of all. But then also what we've always talked about, like we always say, you know, don't put certain things up on social media. Don't talk this way in public because you're building your brand. You're literally building your brand. Like you, it's team you for this individual thing. And I, I kind of look forward to the opportunity to helping people build in that. But it's like, you know, we even give that advice. I talked to somebody, well, crude about it not so long ago, about, you know, you're not necessarily 
going to have a lot of time to do all of this. So it's, you're going to have to figure out how to do the school, the basketball, the NIL stuff now. So like, are you going to hire like a brand manager? Uh, <laughs> because you're going to have to grow up really fast in this. Like I'm very blessed that you're very blessed that you have it, but it's, I just think it's going to be really interesting to see how it goes, especially on our side, because I mean, our game's growing and you know, we're at, one of the most reputable universities in the world now. So it's people are going to want to attach their name in it. So it's not like it's going to not happen to our young people. So it's, I'm really interested to see how it goes. I think it's going to have a bigger impact because you know, when the regulation comes down, they're going to cap it and do all of this, which is necessary. But then it's, you know, the, the utilization of your time and how you're going to figure this out. I'm, I'm very interested to see how that goes. Yeah, man. Everybody we talked to, right, they never said that perspective as far as that time management piece. Like, it'll be dope for you, but how are you going to do it? Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm glad you have it available. I remember maybe two, three hours a day that I didn't have to be with basketball class or workouts. Or, like, so. No doubt about it. Yeah, but this is, this is, that's deeper, though, for women's sports. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, it could really have a major impact because we've talked about it on the show before several times. Yeah. You have a beautiful woman and yeah. an athlete that I don't care what she playing, volleyball, basketball, and God forbid, she's really, really good. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's a marketing team or brandings. Absolutely. Team, you know what I mean? And so, but it's great because as a student athlete, you'll be like, because, you know, WNBA players, they don't make nearly as much as NBA guys. And, you know, women basketball players, friends that go overseas and make twice as much. Exactly. But if they start building their name and their likeness and their brand at 18, 22, and set themselves up, oh. No doubt about it. Man, that's no doubt about it. Because that's, that's my biggest thing. Like, I, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to help them navigate through that because it's – it's just unprecedented. Like it's, you literally can take care of so many different things and different people that you couldn't take care of by the time you were 18, 19 years old with something to this level that it's just like, it's an amazing opportunity. It really is. It really is. And I mean, shoot, I mean, we know how this workload is. It's a full-time job as a player. So why, why not? <laughs> like, why not? Why not? I'm excited to see kind of where that goes, man, just because the women's game in general is just growing crazy. Like, before, well, uh, man, that ACAA tournament, I was, like, looking forward to the women. South Carolina was going to win that thing, too, by the way. Uh, man, I'm staying out of that combo. <laughs> I'm staying out of that combo. They were good, though. They were good. <laughs> I, work, I work there, so I got to, I got to, you know, I, set up a car, you know what I'm saying? I got you. I yeah. got My Wolfpack got them a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> they went to bring that up, though. I, you had to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the alma mater took care of business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that, that kind of transitions to our, our, our question. Like, you grew up around the game, man. Your dad was a coach. Can you kind of speak to what it was like just learning the game through that kind of lens as far as, you know, you go into all, like, the camps growing up. You're seeing some okay. of the greats. And you're seeing the intensity that it takes at that level at an early sure. age. And I'm going to give you a quick example, man. So we played y'all the state playoffs, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I still have nightmares about that game. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember <laughs> you got in the game, and I was like, damn. 
They got Simon too. <laughs> I remember you came in there, and it was like midway through the first quarter, but you had already looked like you had played a full game. <laughs> and so that's why I be thinking, like, man, if I would have known, just just had that kind of just, uh, I guess, experience of just history, bringing up with my pops as a coach. Yeah. You kind of talked to us what what that was like, you know, growing up with your dad being a coach. Yeah, it was it was amazing, man. Like, it was like a. My parents never like forced anything upon me. I was very fortunate in that. They were just, they're very big on you do you, figure it out, we'll support you or whatever. And I knew really young, I knew really, really young that I didn't necessarily want to be a player, I wanted to coach. Hmm. So it was kind of just, just seeing how my dad kind of mentored everybody through their stuff through the college ranks and the NBA guys that he knew and relationships that I, I built, like all of my coaches. So my dad's recruiting schedule was crazy, obviously. And my parents got divorced young, so I wasn't always around him. So like my coaches were my go-to people, like, you know what I mean? And so that's always something I knew, like that impact. Like, it's like, oh, if I have to talk about stuff like we were talking about earlier, that's who I went to. And, but then player-wise, like I just, I was fortunate to be athletic, but I wasn't as, offensively gifted as everybody else. So if I checked in the game, I had to play that hard. And it's just my my mentality was, is like, I was a, okay, you have the vocal leader piece, but I was going to be effort the entire time. And you're never going to tell me that when you left the game, he wasn't one or two of the hardest playing people you've seen. Mm-hmm. And that was just kind of always attributed to, because really my dad was a dog coming out. Like, he was one of the highest-ranked players ever. He was before the McDonald's All-American game. He was a Dapper Dan, MVP, all of that. And for me, like, I, I just couldn't score the ball. I wasn't 6'8". You know what I mean? Like, so for, I had to come out of here and just, just grind. Like, I had to grind every time I stepped on the floor. But then I also wanted that to be when I did get into the coaching realm, I could talk to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not asking you to go hard. I went hard. Like, I – I know it, it hurts, it sucks, but it's what it takes if you really want to win. That's that's dope, man, because you got a, there's a lot of people who might have been in your position where their dad's like the coach and would have kind of like kind of coasted like, man, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I'm, I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> you know how nice my dad was? It's like, yeah, right? you never had that attitude, man. Like, I don't even remember you ever really saying who your dad was. Y'all just look so much alike. We just yeah, already I- knew it. He couldn't deny me after a certain age. <laughs> hey, Drew, my wife, Simon, while you were talking, I was thinking in my head, you were the guy I hated to play against. <laughs> you were the guy that they sent in to, like, check me, and then I got to deal with this strong-ass athlete. <laughs> Dude, his job is to stop me from scoring. No doubt about it. I told you, man, when I started checking it. the game, I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Too. No question. I, I always said four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, go to Elon. Um, uh, your last years you played it. Your last two years you played at NC State. Is that correct? Yeah, I did two and two. Years. Okay. Yeah. And what was the transition like, and how was it playing under your father? It was, it was crazy, man. Like it was. I loved Elon. Like I had a blast. Um, Absolutely loved the school. I loved everything about it. That's why I went there in the first place. Um, but I had that rare opportunity to be able to kind of go fulfill a dream. Like, I always wanted to play in the ACC. 
Mm. Um, I kind of referencing what we said before, like, you know, I wasn't, <laughs> yeah, you know, like I wasn't the most athletically gifted, I mean, uh, talented basketball, talented cat out here, but I knew if I checked in the game to reference again, you told me who to stop. I was going to read that bio of that young man and know exactly how he wants to score and when he wants to. And there was a niche for that. So, I mean, you can always play defensive rebound. Um, but yeah, I always wanted to make that that move and uh, Herb Sendick initially and then Coach Lowe kind of fulfilled that opportunity for me to fulfill that dream and actually be around my dad a lot more. I mean, you know, growing up, his recruiting schedule was crazy and then with me playing and he was on the West Coast sometimes, I was in Pittsburgh or when I did move to North Carolina, I mean, he was a recruiting coordinator, so he was just gone all the time. Um, I had that experience to be able to grow and learn, you know, who we were as father and son, as, you know, grown men moving up in this world together that way. So it was, it was great, man. It was great the day to day. And then some of my best friends were already at NC State and or were coming in. So it was, it was dope. It was just a dream fulfilled, really. So I have to admit something. Yeah. I just, as you're talking, I said, man, I gotta, I, and I've just been crazy with work. I just Googled your dad. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly who your father is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, once you see him. I, I, and then, because I, I looked at you, because Drew was saying you look like him and all that. I said, hold on, he does look like somebody. <laughs> man, I, I watched your dad on that sideline my whole life. Yeah, yeah man. My whole life. I feel like I know him. I never even talked to him. <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. It's, he was a college basketball fixture, brother. I'm telling you, it's and to Drew's point early or your point, he looks like a goon. He <laughs> does, like, man. He will wear you out. No doubt about it. He's six eight, two eighty. <laughs> um, it almost like you know y'all being here, right? And I know you're back in Ohio. It's I guess it kind of helped you growing up because we all knew that your dad played ball, but we didn't know to the extent of how good he was. Yeah. I had to just read that a while ago. Like, so he was like Ohio Hall of Fame. Like, good. Yeah, yeah. Like the two times ago when I was in Columbus, it was here to go to his induction at the Ohio Hall of Fame. He had me come up here with him. And like, like I knew he was good, but then like there's literally 2,000 people walking up here and everybody's talking about like a game they saw him play. And I'm like, yeah, that's a little wild. I don't know if I would have been to do that in the hometown, so I guess it's good. That y'all <laughs> <laughs> it's but, crazy. It's now, crazy. Was there, what was the biggest difference between ACC and, like, the Elon Conference? I think that they were the Big South. At the time, we were the SoCon. Okay. What yeah. was the biggest difference for us? Because we all, like, Kate, we North Carolina, we, it was our dream to play the ACC. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. It's just the, the speed of it, man. Like, mm-hmm. And making that reference back to Rayshon, like look look at his situation. Yeah, yeah. Right, like you, you're going into night in night out. It doesn't matter who you're playing in the league. Mm-hmm. There is a guy on that roster who can make a 15 man roster on the next level, like mm-hmm. every single night. So it's just the the speed of the game. Like everybody, I mean, as you know, I'm only about six three. I tell people six four and a half sometimes, but. You know, I, was, I wasn't I was the tallest player in that league. So I'm coming down guarding six, two, six, five point guards. Like, hmm. it's, it's just a different, it's different, man. It's just the physicality of it, the skill level of it, and then the speed. I always say the speed. Well, I actually like the game more because it's, it's like you're, you're engaged the whole time. 
Um, but yeah, it was it was, it was a beast. <laughs> Tell people, man, yo, the ACC, man, like that's a that's 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 a different breed. <laughs> it's a different breed. It's a different breed. Like people, you guys know this because we we play pickup with each other all the time. That like you people say it. <laughs> people say it, but then you like really watch that ACC tournament, and you're just like, this is different. Yep. It's like you're watching like triple A baseball, basically. Mm-hmm. Like just. It's just different. And I'll, I'll give a shout out to an NC State. We talked about him before we got on, Marcus Melvin. Oh, yeah. I remember Marcus. Marcus and me, we we from our same hometown. If you if you, you know Marcus. You from Fan No? Come on, man. You know that. Good. You know what I'm saying? You know that. Yeah, we'll, we'll chop it up after the pie. You feel me? But <laughs> sure. sure. Me and Marcus went to the same middle school, right? And we were Chestnut, that was our rival. We used to get in fights with him. Well, not me. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm from the golf course. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I gave Marcus his first pass to get a dunk in his first game in middle school. He was in eighth grade. Now, wow. I have to say this. Marcus probably, I say him and Mike Joyner, both from Fayetteville. Yeah, yeah. Marcus Melvin was one of the realest dudes. Ever. Lefty, 6'8", 6'9". And, you know, I remember going to play pickup in Fayetteville and every yeah. coach in the in the gym is out. They got to have him. They got to have him. So he goes right. there. After Marcus's freshman year, he comes home in the summertime. He come home for like a week. You know, you don't get no time off at that level. No question. And he came back. He was already good in high school. Yeah. Yeah, he was a dog. After his freshman year, I said, oh, no. <laughs> and I was only, I think I was getting ready to go to college, but it was just a different – it's a different le- – and you don't know that to your point until you get out there. You be like, oh, man, that, that dude's sorry. He can't he – can't, he can't – he did this against Duke. And I'm like, look, no if you the gym right now, <laughs> here. And give you a basket. <laughs> man. No, it's crazy, man. CJ, uh, what's my other guy from um, Fayetteville that played at uh, CJ? He just he, – he, I think he's still – CJ Williams. CJ Williams. Yeah. I- I called Drew one time because you know Drew at Pope, right? Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Home and we playing ball, and I think he was overseas at the time. And I called Drew. Mm-hmm. I said, "Man, this dude, because he didn't, he had a decent career at NC State, but it yeah, he was there, yeah, right? But, right. But he was unguardable. For- <laughs> he could play. Yeah, he could play. DJ Williams can play basketball. No, mm-hmm. it's a different level. But I will move on. I just hate to hear <laughs> critics say. And it, the ACC ain't like them dudes ain't no different than BCU or, or Big South. Dog. Yeah. The ACC is different. Yeah. It's different. Man, so after you kind of, we talked about this, but you hooped, kind of played professional a little bit, but then you got into coaching. What was it about coaching that made you want to, like, really kind of start getting into that? I just love it, man. Like, it's – my major thing was I always – Again, I just knew I wanted to be around the game of basketball. And the major way that I knew I could do that is literally just by diving in as early as possible. So it was the, um, yeah, I went overseas for a year. I actually came back and trained for football. I went to rookie camp in Dallas and I got hurt. And I got out of the, like my dad literally picked me up from the airport. He was like, hey, what do you want to do? I was like, ah, just give me some time. I want to figure it out. So I started working, Uh, Chris Corciani, actually um, gave me a job down in Raleigh after another alum did really took care of me. 
Um, and I got a call from Archie Miller, like out of the blue about, hey, I knew, you know, I knew you always wanted to coach. Um, would you be interested in it? And we reconnected probably like a month before that randomly. I just reached out to him to say hello. And then there was my opportunity. You know what I mean? So it's like, a, I was very fortunate that I didn't have to wait around a long time for it. And then um, just from being in the right place, right time, and the Lord putting you in that situation, that it just kind of came up that way. But I, I knew it's what I wanted to do. So at 23, I was just very fortunate to have that kind of fall in my lap. Yo, imagine if you were that kid growing up that was like a brat and everybody just hated. <laughs> you know, Kevin and I always talk about like building relationships with people and it pays not to be a jerk. <laughs> yeah, no question. No question. So, and that's just one of those things where you're like, man, because, you know, Kevin doesn't know you like that, but I just know you as far as Raleigh. Like, once you meet you one time, man, it's like you've known you 10 years. Oh, no, it's crazy, <laughs> man. Like, oh, we ran into each other that one day. I was like, yeah. what up, Drew? <laughs> <laughs> I got that's so hyped. <laughs> on Zoom and I already feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's rewind. You say you played football? You went out to Dallas? Yeah, oh, man. It was, it was, been the it same size. <laughs> Did you play football in high school? No. I played in eighth grade um, and did pretty well that year. You know what I mean? But uh, no, but I'd work out with the high schools. I went to a football powerhouse in Pittsburgh. If you you don't make the state championship game like a race the season type of deal, mm. and I just kind of I always wanted to hoop like I was always interested in playing football because my dad played and of course he was good, um, <laughs> yeah, but I just never I just always wanted to concentrate on basketball and literally got back here and just had the opportunity. I mean, my dad talked to an agent. I had spoken to a couple other people. They just reached out about it. And then a couple other college coaches who were, you know, you should have did this, you should have did this, and found out a way to get in the pro day at NC State. So went over there, had a pretty good day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I signed with the agent that night. And then the following week, they shipped me off to Florida. I was at Tom Shaw Speed Camp down in Florida with like a lot of, I'm like, I say I'm from Pittsburgh all the time. You probably get sick of me saying that. But um, there was a bunch of Steelers down there and small world story yet again. We're down there, San Antonio Holmes is working out, and I'm like, oh, Super Bowl MVP, and my Steelers, like, you know, we got six of these things, right? <laughs> so so he walks over, and he starts talking to me, and he was like, like you did, you, kind of, you look like somebody I know. I'm like, I, you know, and it ended up, he was going to go to NC State to play football, and my dad had talked to him about playing basketball at NC State, too. But then he ended up going to, which is a crazy small world, the Ohio State University. So he took two weeks off of his personal time to show me how to play tight end. I never, I didn't know anything. I just, you throw me the ball, I'm catching it, period. Like, I don't drop passes. I don't drop passes. I couldn't block. I couldn't tell you what, a, what route to run. But if you said like four steps that way, two steps that way, turn, don't worry about it. I got it. I'm trying to run somebody over. Like, that's all I do. Um, so yeah, it was crazy, man. That's, that's a great. wild story, man. That's it's just wild. a wild story because <laughs> all athletes, we know, like, you just can't step foot on, like, <laughs> on a field and be, like, legit. <laughs> and he said it so nonchalant, like, so, yeah, I went out to Dallas for a camp. Like, I'm like, wait, you did what? I thought we were talking about basketball. Wait. That's crazy, man. Yeah, man. It was, it was, it was fun. It was fun. It was on my bucket list to meet Jerry Jones, and I didn't think I'd do it that way. Hey. It was cool. It was cool. But thankfully, it ended with it ended because now I'm here.
Yeah, yeah. So you coach men's and women's. Yeah. Uh, student athletes and, and basketball players. What was it like? And, like, what was the transition like? Because, I mean, I've never coached females, but um, yeah. I've coached men or high school kids. And um, I could imagine there was a, a different, a, a different approach you have to take or mm. – uh, I, I'm just assuming, but what was that transition like? I mean, even down to the recruiting and just the day to day and your time, yeah. all of that stuff. It's just, I've always kind of, I've only kind of known like who I am and the way that I come off. So I had this conversation a lot with a lot of the brothers that are in this business and like, you know, they had kind of had to find their footing. I kind of just dive into things like this is who I am and this is where I'm going to be. Um, and so I've just kind of, I'm just big on the relationship piece. Like, you're going to like me or you don't. <laughs> I am who I am, and it's not for you. Good luck down the road. I hope I play you and can beat you by 50. <laughs> so it's like a, to me, it's just literally just being myself every day and just being fortunate enough to have, you know, just kind of that backing of, I went through this, this is my journey. Like, even on the men's side, like, you know, it just went in there and I was a former player just two years before that. So it's having those conversations of, you know, I know what you're going through. I know what you're trying to get out of this. And then kind of working your way up the ladder to being an assistant and switching to the women's side. It was just really the same conversation. Um, you know, I, I was you. I, this is what I, this is my experience. Tell me yours. And so my whole deal is really just to be the same me every day. I think that's the biggest thing is the, the, mental piece of the you better be on your p's and q's because you know like we talked about everybody we all thought we were going to the league when we were 13 like you know what i'm saying like i'm nice like listen like i just had 45 in an eighth grade game the other night like but so now it's like the you know it's just that it's a life building conversation you you have you have the conversation about their high school career what they're going to get out of college and then now, fortunately, what can be possible with the WNBA and overseas? So I've, I've been very blessed and fortunate to just kind of, I just go about it. Right. It's who I am. And if you like it, I appreciate it. If not, I can't say I wish you luck. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope, though, because I think for me, I thought I, I would assume, again, that you're, it, you would have to navigate the space is differently, but you, you kind of enlighten me just now, like just show up as yourself every day. If you've been authentic, it yeah. really doesn't matter who you coaching or who you talking to. No question about it. Cause people know. Yeah. People know. If it's if it's you, if it's not you, they know immediately. And mm. I think it's you owe it to the people you're trying to help to just I'm a resource for you. It's not about me. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is I can't show up every you know, three days I'm smiling, one day I'm not. Day after that, I got a tear in my like, that's not fair to you. Right. I'm here to help you through your process. You don't have to worry about me. Yeah. That's, that's really dope, man. That's just because we've all, I'm pretty sure we've all had experience where it's like, yo, Coach, it's Tuesday? <laughs> oh, no, nah, I can't talk to him today. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt about it. No <laughs> doubt about it. So that's just, I mean, it's just so crazy because I'm just thinking, I remember playing with you, man. And it don't matter what happened, you just always had a, Okay, what's next? Like, <laughs> what's, uh, what we need to do? And it's like I can see you like transitioning that into coaching and just having that just that impact on your athletes. So that's really that's really dope to see. 
for my next question, man, I'm not even gonna, I'm not gonna ask that. I got, a, I had a different question that just came to me. Okay. So we always talk about like, you know, with you being, I read something that, you know, you know Simon is a great recruiter, right? And just knowing you, I can see how you could be a great recruiter. I appreciate my, that. My curveball question to you is, what type of player do you look at and be like, yo, he's Ohio State? Mm. That's a, that's <laughs> a great question. Great question. That's a great question. I'll tell you, kind of like what we talked about before. I, I think we run a system now, and another reason why I took this job is my coaches very, let me really be a part of the offense a lot more, which is I was a defensive player, so I don't know what it is about coaches. Like, you're just – you're focused on the stuff that you didn't understand as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, for me, really now, the system that we run, it's more of a European – NBA, WNBA hybrid. So it's like a lot of the Utah Jazz and Milwaukee Bucks kind of meshed together and then thrown a little bit of Denver stuff. So what I look for our system is kind of like a, not to use the word goon again, but like I want somebody who, mm -hmm. if I catch this ball right here, you messed up. That's the type of player that I, I want. Um, so it's the, the kids that go about it the right way. It's the ones that are saying the right things. It, it sounds so cliche. Like, I remember when I was younger, I was like, oh, I'm going to coach. I'm going to get these kids. Like, it's who I, it's who I really want to be around every day because they know what the process is, what it takes. Like, it's the, somebody who's going to appreciate being there and having the opportunity to be there. Not the, you know, I'm, I'm at a Big Ten school. It was something as, as little as we get antigen tested every day. Like, not, not everybody gets that. Like, it's somebody who appreciates what we got going on here. And... So it's basically that we hit the boards, we put that ball in the basket, and if I get scored, then I'm not, I'm not happy about it type of kid. So you recruiting kids from North Carolina and PA then? Yeah, you absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and right here in Ohio, they got dogs up here. Oh, do they? Dogs up here. Okay. okay. Like the next nine classes is stupid. Like we know seventh graders are going to be animals. Oh, wow. And they come to Ohio State. They better. <laughs> uh, do you see yourself coaching on the mid side on the men's side again if it, if it present if the opportunity presents itself i don't man i actually i i love the women's game i do okay. it's just because again it's that the coaching piece in my mind you have to be so in tune to your x and o's and it keeps you on your toes constantly and it's a different level of relationships you just just it's just different. It's different. And I also, I want my own program one day. And I think it'll be awesome to be able to be able to do it on something that you didn't grow up familiar with. Like, you know what I mean? It's just a little bit. Of, it's how my mind works. It's, it's crazy. But I love the nuances of how the women's game's gone. We're more athletic now. I mean, it's just the approach to it is they come in with more of a pro mentality than I think was offered in the past. So I just, I really, I love the women's side of basketball. Um, and I love to see where it's growing and how fast it's growing. So I kind of want to be one of those ones that you kind of mentioned on the wave on the front end of, you know, where it's going to. Like it's advanced so much and it's going to continue to do so. And it does every year, I feel. But I'd, I'd love to be a part of that. Yoke. That's, that's what's up. I have a theory that women's players, especially at your level in that, in that Power Five conference, are sometimes and maybe maybe majority of the time more skilled 
Yes. And what I mean by skilled, I mean like footwork, the tangibles, you know what I mean? Because Absolutely. they have to rely on that kind of stuff. To Absolutely. The, bucket, the sweep through, the face up, triple threat, make the right pass. Because guys, you know, if we talented, if we athletic, I mean, some of that stuff, you're like, okay. I ain't got to do all of that. I'm just going to go dunk on you. I'm going to hit you with this. Yeah. I'm stronger than you. But women, for the most part, they they mastered that that level of skill. Definitely. They can dominate, you know? Definitely. And there's such, like, that's a great point. And to that, it, there's so much more meticulous about the fundamentals, mm-hmm. which is just like a coach's dream. Like, we're, so we walk in the gym, we're going to work on this, 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 that in order to get you this, 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 and that. And that's what we are going to do today. Like, so it's fantastic. So is it easier to coach women, in your, in your opinion? I don't think it's easier. I think, I, I think it's the same. But okay. I think it's just, I think it's more precise in what you're trying to get out of things. Okay. Like, there's, a, there's an appreciation for the skill that you're working on at that time, if I can, if I can say that. Like, for me, an example, again, I, I couldn't shoot a pistol half the time but but if you met me in the paint <laughs> right I'm, I'm gonna do my best to not only put you on a poster try to break the back away every time like you know what i'm saying yeah. but as here it's the well how did my footwork look on this step because i missed off to the left a little bit mm. and that's like the the type of coach that i am like i love that like the i'm gonna help you try to get as close to perfect as you can with this, 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 and this. And that's what I love about women's basketball. It's every kid is that way. That attention it's, to detail absolutely. sounds like what you're talking about. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. If you're, if you're a basketball purist, there's nothing like this. That's what's up, man. Yeah. I got this random question for you, man. I was talking to some high school kids a few weeks ago, right? And I swear they asked the same question that we probably would have asked uh, in high school. Like, yo, I'm a wing, but coach got me playing down low. <laughs> right? Now that you're on that other side, right? Does that, even, does that matter <laughs> at this no. day? Because <laughs> I swear, I was like, yo, don't put me down as a forward. Put me as a guard. <laughs> so I was so like, yo, I want to ask you that because I know now that you're on that other side, you'd be like, yeah, hey. it's crazy. I think, like, the, the cool thing about that, too, is I've been, uh, I've been fortunate to have a lot of coaches who, when we're going through the skill instruction piece, they're like, take who you want and do what you want with them to kind of try to avoid that whole scenario. Cause you know, like I even joke, like we, we went through a drill the other day and it's where I shoot around and coach was like, yeah, Simon, go to the block and play the five. I was like, I was no five. Like, what you, it's just the best with it, Right. But then in my mind, I was like, damn, I hope none of the kids say that. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, did I mess up? Right, but it's uh, yeah, that over here, nah, it's just uh, we just want to get buckets and we're gonna figure out how to do it. Play, you can play, yeah, like there's no, there's it's it's really cool because it's just like uh, especially in the the system that we do run, like it's really positionless, if you will. So, their whole thing is like, let's just get in the gym, like, (laughs) and I'll play play whatever, yeah, that's how that's how basketball is nowadays, anyway. The teams that are good, nobody's – I mean, who's who's playing down low really legit, like, on a contender right now? Seriously. Nobody. It's If you can hoop, we're going to put you out there. Absolutely. And we're going to figure it out. Figure it out. That's all it is, dog. That is 100% dead on. Yeah. 
I think I think we on our day, man. I think we on our last question. Oh man, we got to end it, man. We can throw some more interesting <laughs> guys out there. Man. So, Keep this rolling, man. <laughs> what advice would you give somebody who's like finishing up their career and kind of looking into getting into coaching? Now, before you answer that, Cable and I know a lot of people who, like, we always tell people, like, yo, if you're just coaching in high school, that that doesn't mean you about to get the call from like. <laughs> you see, like, like that, that person, that job opened up AZ, it's like somebody owes somebody a favor. <laughs> and so what advice kind of would you would you give somebody who's, like, looking to get into coaching and where they should start? I'm big on networking, man. Like, it was the – I always thought it was what the old heads would tell you to do when you went down to the Final Four. Like, make sure you get everybody's card, you shake everybody's hand, and you – but you have no idea how important that is. Like it's, there's so many situations as to where, which is the craziest thing in the world. I call it head coaching brand. So head coaches, there's so much going on up here that you've been in the room where somebody calls it back. Okay, I'm taking this job. And the head coach will in their mind navigate who's filling that spot and then who they're going to replace with. And it's sometimes the last person who reached out to them. Mm. Just the, somebody who's just continually persistent trying to be present persistent it's the showing that you want to be a part of it um networking with the the players like it's just showing that you will do whatever it takes to join that coaching staff and because it's what people don't like i started as a graduate assistant and Mm. what you don't understand is that there is no job that's above you at all if anything is asked of you, you need to be willing to do that. And it's it sounds like a very blanket statement, but I mean, like, if if our head coach left his keys in the car by accident and we're in the middle of a drill, go get it. <laughs> uh, no ego. Just go get no, it. No, there's no ego because it's the main thing is, and, and as you know, a, a lot of, especially now, a lot of us are former players or managers that were around the game, and we, in some form or fashion, had to do something to that level. But most people think, like, oh, well, you're a former player. You knew somebody, and they just kind of threw you in the spot. It's, that is that's not it. Sometimes that's, it is. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. But most of the times, you're right. You take that grit, that grunt work, definitely, you know. Definitely. Hey, Kate, man, tell me your NCAA story, man, <laughs> when you was a grad assistant. Oh. <laughs> So I, I was and Drew while he was talking about it, I was thinking about this story. <laughs> so I was I was a grad assistant at VCU when I finished um, undergrad. I went right back. Oh, to that's grad dope. School. That's dope. And so this was the first, you know, Anthony Grant. You know, he had Dayton. Yeah. You know, and Dayton was going to win the to me was going to win the Final Four last year. Hey, just just for the record, I also think they were going to. Okay. Okay. I'm not crazy. And Obi win number eight. Too. Oh come on! And but their guard their guard play was tough. They were nasty. Tough. They had some they had some upperclassmen and whatnot. So anyway, Anthony Grant's my guy. So Anthony Grant had just got the VCU. Freaking monster. Love him to death. Wish I would have had one more year. Great. I mean, just a great dude. I wish I had one year of eligibility to play with him. So man, we I'm I'm um I'm just chilling up in the office. It's a grad decision. You know, I'm I'm doing recruitment letters, filling the envelopes, you know, the yep. work, you know what I mean? Yep. So uh, Coach Pujols, he comes in, assistant coach. He said, Kate, what's up, man? How you doing? I said, I'm good, Coach. What's going on? All right, this is what we're going to do. He didn't ask me how the day was going to be. Um, he said, this is what we're going to do. I said, what's up? He said, all right, 
you're gonna go to uh, Enterprise. You're gonna get a car. I'm gonna meet you there. You're gonna rent a car. Uh, you leave your car there, and I want you. We're gonna. I'm gonna pick you up, or you, or you pick me up, and then what we're gonna do is we're gonna drive. <laughs> we're gonna drive. Um, where do we to Louisville, Kentucky? Oh my gosh! Let me back up from Richmond, Virginia. My gosh! He said. He said we're gonna drive there. Coach Grant. He's gonna fly there. <laughs> um, because because we got practice, so we're gonna leave. They're gonna practice, and he's gonna jet there and meet us there. And we got to see this kid that we just gotta have. We gotta we gotta have right now. Mind you, this is a six and a half, seven and a half hour drive. It's the middle of winter. It's snowy, <laughs> right? So you to your point, you, when the coach asks you to do something, I got my girlfriend at time. She's my wife today, so it's, it yeah. worked out. It worked I, out. Oh, my girlfriend, I'm like, yo, plans, yo. I, I can't, I ain't gonna get to see you today. You know, I heard the park, but I got a road. No doubt. You said what? They said, no doubt. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. And so when I get in the car, you know who's driving the whole seven and a half hours. Oh, right? yeah, I'm looking at him. <laughs> you looking at him. You looking at him. So we get in the car. He, oh, I turned over, Coach Paul's knocked out, snoring. <laughs> so we driving, we get there, it's like 9.30, right? Yeah. Get there, I see people like leaving the gym, like coming out. So I'm like, so in my mind while we drive, I'm like, at least I'm gonna get to see this dude who, you know, that's <laughs> gonna be my treat. Get there, get there, I said, man, I gotta go, I gotta go use the bathroom, so I go pee. Yeah. And I see Coach Grant talking mm -hmm. to the kids, talking, we done missed the game. <laughs> but we 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 get there just in time for Coach Grant to get in the car and turn around and come right back. <laughs> we get back at three, four in the morning. Got practice at ten a.m. Dog. <laughs> I said, "Oh, I said, you know what? This ain't for me." And I made that. I literally made a conscious decision right then. I said, "I'm gonna do this year," but in my mind, and that's why I got so much respect for coaches because I'm not wired to just yeah, for sure. go on the road and just to be all like to deal with the losing. And I just, I just, it's crazy to me, y'all's job. Yeah, I, I respect Your time's it. not yours, man. Your it's time's not, not dog. It's not. And I respect yeah. it, but at, at that time, and I'm looking like, man, it's no way. But you got to do it to your point. You yeah. Do that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you, if this, what you want your life's work to be, yeah. you know, you got to find a way to, to earn it. Yeah, I seen dudes have to do worse, so I wasn't tripping too bad. Yeah, yeah. No, listen. Uh, I I've, heard some, some I've heard some horror stories now. Man, I remember that's not even the story I thought Kay was going to tell. Oh, like, which one are you talking about? I thought about the time, man, he was all like, uh, they made the NCAA tournament, and he had to drive all the way to Jersey to pick up the game film. <laughs> oh, my gracious. <laughs> okay, so we got time. If you get, if you got some time, this is good. Yeah, absolutely. So... We just won the CA, the Colonial. Eric Maynard just went crazy in the tournament, right? Dog. Dog. Just that's my man, Kilt, right? So we we in practice, and that, that night is the white watch party. So we hike. Okay. Yeah, I can't wait for the night. We're going to get food. We're going to just vibe out, get the love. Man, Brett Nelson, matter of fact, you know, remember him from back in the oh, day? Oh, yeah. to Florida. Oh, he, yeah. He's our, like, uh, director of ops guy. So he come up to me okay. with another guy. He said, hey, man, Kate, you're not going to like this, but – uh. <laughs> I need you to go with Buddy to New Jersey to get the film because this is 2007. This ain't like internet, like you can just pull up exactly. or whatever. There's this place in New Jersey. <laughs> it's like a warehouse that has all the, all the game. Of every, every game you need. <laughs> so we're driving as the announcement, as the March Madness, who's playing who, is, is being announced that Sunday. 
So we're driving. Wow. We don't know who we going. So we get a call. Like, right, it, was, it was almost like right when we pulled up. <laughs> like, we found out who we were playing. It was Duke. So they was like, we need all the Duke games, <laughs> like, copied. We need all the film. And I'm, I'm looking at the dude drive because I was like, man, I'm, I'm going, but I ain't driving, dog. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. You got that. So, but, but it was just, again, another time where I'm just like, man, there's, I just can't do this, dog. I know one day yeah. I ain't going to want to – I ain't going to have this same drive. <laughs> Drew, I tell Drew all the time, Drew's the only former basketball player I ever known that never thought about coaching. Never. That's crazy. Man, dog, because I used to remember uh, – that's crazy. Time we be in the office, I can remember like a coach be like, "Yeah, getting ready to head out, hitting the road, doing recruiting." I was like, "Damn, it's Tuesday." And <laughs> <laughs> I come back to like Friday or Saturday. I was like, hey, "No question." <laughs> nope, you gotta go see three kids, man. And then, then because I, I transferred to a lower level, so you think, you know, at, uh, Ohio State, NC State, man, when you go on recruiting, like you're going, yeah, top. You didn't. I'm comfortable when I'm, when I'm going to first class. Everything. When you at that lower level, man, you might be on a bus. Yeah, no doubt about it. Man at the red roof end, dog. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt about it. Or your car. Yeah. <laughs> I slept in my car a couple times when I got started. Hey, I'm gonna throw a quick another name at you real quick, and then we got. I know we got to roll. Cameron Bennerman. Cameron Bennerman was the bounciest cat in the history of basketball. And the crazy thing is, the craziest thing about it is, if Cam, we walked onto a court right now, and we're like, hey dog, do something crazy. He just like throw it up, go between the legs from like a step inside the free throw line, just like, okay. Yo, <laughs> people don't throw his name out there enough, yo. Really and had a burner. He could shoot from 35 off the catch, half a second, it's, it doesn't hit the rim. Yo, Cameron, I saw Cameron at Pepsi Challenge the same year mm -hmm. I think I saw them other guys. Cameron was one year younger than me. And I remember thinking at that moment, because we were doing King of the Hill. We were playing, we was at one goal, okay. one on one. Mm -hmm. And he was wearing everybody out. I'm talking about guys that could hoop. I mean, there was nothing. And I'm looking at this dude, like he had big hands. He was just, hey. he just looked grown. I'm like, yo, this dude is a monster. And then he didn't even get to the league like that. Yeah. So I'm like, the real is a the league is a whole different. If Cameron couldn't stick in the league, no question, nah, nah. no question, because Cam Cameron can hoop, 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 and he's that cat that was like never out of shape too. Like you know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> just run for days. And he he played overseas for a long time, right? Yeah, yeah, he played for a long time. That's I want to say, I think he just finished up. Yeah, he, he was just started started clothing line with his cousin. Okay. That's yeah. Cool. You yeah. Ever find yourself getting out there with the players playing pickup? Me? I I mean, like, I'll hop into certain drills and stuff like that. But I like to tell them I still got that football weight on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little different. You know my problem is? I'm, and it's, as you know, I'm too competitive. So it's like, I can't, like, you're going to be like, okay, we're going to run through these five plays. Like, nah, we're not. <laughs> We're we about to get five baskets. What you talking about? We're not just going through their offense here. Man, that's the main thing. Like, yo, I can't have you look at me like I wasn't, like, legit, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not stepping out there. Too, I'm too competitive. <laughs> I can't turn it off. You ain't going like, to think I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll be out there just staring people in the eyes and stuff. It's just bad. I can't do it.
Yeah, you saw we had we had T Mac Terrell McIntyre on, and um, he said a similar thing. He said, "Man, he get out there, but he don't get out there because he can't do the same stuff, and he's mm-hmm. too no doubt about it. Competitive, like he don't want to. No take, doubt about it. You know what I'm saying, no question. Even like, you can you can go YouTube me, but you ain't gonna see it out live. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Uh, Hey, man, I, we appreciate having you on, man. No, 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 thanks for having me, man. This was great, man. Yeah, man, we appreciate it. Hey, when this COVID over, man, we, we got to get up to Ohio State and we, we'll get in front of your players, man. Give them, give them a couple nuggets if, they, if y'all will have us, man. About for sure, we love that, man. We love that. We're big on that. Like, I'm, I'm huge on just people who have walked that path. Just come and just tell us your story, man, because everybody's is different, but you can learn something from everybody, and – Nothing better than former hoopers, man. I ain't got all the answers, but I mean, at the end of the day, it'll be a good, be a good trip to chop it up, though. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, you love Columbus. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I have no doubt. Great town. <laughs> yeah, great town. Yes, man. sir. Appreciate, man. Just reconnecting with you, man, and sure. Wishing y'all the best the rest of the season, man. To, you know, hopefully it'll, it'll all come together. You know, and. Yeah. Y'all be safe, y'all. Will. Now, this is one thing, too, man. Oh, dang. We got one more question. So, <laughs> man, you start hearing all this stuff like, you know, man, should, should the athletes really be playing? Should da-da-da-da? And no, I, I was thinking that. I was like, man. But then you got to think of it through that former athlete lens. It's like, what else would I rather be doing right now? Exactly. Space. <laughs> like, exactly. man, you know, as an adult, you trying to get me to go play some rec league. I'm like, no. <laughs> athlete that's like what i do yeah i would probably be in this that's that would be my safest mental headspace like just to be doing that no matter sure or not i just need to be over there in that environment and so sure. i need to know, be on the court yeah do you kind of see yourself having like being like man why are we doing this or like you know like this is what's best for our athletes i mean um the, the diff- different days are different but i think the major thing is we go back to that mental health piece. This is the biggest saw that we have. Like mm-hmm. the biggest sense of normalcy, I think, that they have is a part of what's going on right now. So it's the, I see the the greater, you know, concerns and surrounding it. But, you know, we're so fortunate to have the protocols that we do have set forth. Um, and unfortunately it's affecting everybody, but, uh, just that I think that piece of basketball is their solace that they can really live in. Like, and you know, you wake up now we're out of school too. It's the, this is what I have to do today. This is what I get to do today. And taking that away would be tough, but I mean, I would understand both sides of it. Um, But I think the, the basketball piece is really huge right now, man. Just some sense of normalcy and this craziness right now. I got to tell you, when they told us, like, we was like, when we first shut down everything, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's like, yo, man, get up every day and get dressed like you're going to work. Just to yeah. get space. I looked at one time, I was like, man, I've had these sweats on all week. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's what I knew. I was like, man, I got to get it together. I got to do something. I got to do something. I'm going to go, like, go outside and touch the mailbox or something. <laughs> it was crazy, man. Oh, but still, man, appreciate you, man. Great conversation, man. Best of luck to y'all this season, man. Hope, hope, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, fellas. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Great to meet you, too, big dog. We'll stay in touch. We'll chop it up. All right, dog. Yeah. All right, fellas. All right.